There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and on the Power Chord Hour podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, and on this episode, I am pleased to welcome Joe Rio and Rob Freeman of the band Hidden in Plain View. We got Joe returning for a second appearance. It is, I can't believe it's been that long, but about, well, not even about, over two years at this point. We had him on two years ago talking life and dreaming. Now we're talking new music, and we even got Rob this time, so I'm very excited for this. The band just released two new songs. We got Temper and Wildfire, and uh, first new music from the band since 2015, that Animal EP. And uh, we're going to talk We're gonna talk uh, new music. They're also playing Furnace Fest later this year. So uh, we got a few things to talk about with Hidden in Plain View, so let's get into it. Joe, Rob, how are both of you? I'm great, man. Thanks for having us. Great, man. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a, you know, I was thinking about it earlier. And I mean, for one, how long Hidden in Plain View has been around. And if I'm not mistaken, both of your original members, did you guys know each other prior to Hidden in Plain View or did both of you meet from the band? No, actually, Joe was the only guy in the band that I knew. Um, we had known each other through high school. Um, we had a, a, a band prior to hidden in plain view um so what would you say freshman year of high school i guess is when i yeah, met you since we were since we were 14 yeah wow yeah we're uh and joe i think i might have we might have talked about this a little bit last time you were on but like is hidden in plain view both of your like first real real bands were there any like high school bands in there anything like beforehand or was this kind of both your first like official band yeah i think uh no i think the band rob was just talking about was like our high school band um, oh, okay. like our high school like all of our buddies were in the band and uh we had like nine members oh my god were you a scobbing yeah. yes <laughs> you, you just outed us you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> there's only one reason you have nine members unless you have like four guitar players <laughs> i don't know why you have nine members. <laughs> anthony you just didn't you didn't miss on that at all <laughs> either you it's two things either you're a ska band or you have a revolving door of musicians like you're very hard to work with and there were just a bunch of different people coming in and out i was dancing around it and you just went right for it yeah, yeah I, i'm i'm embracing it at this point i'm like there was definitely a point there was definitely a point when we were when i was like you know yeah i was in a ska band but uh no uh i embraced that shit that shit ruled it's come back yeah, it's, too. Scott's like cool again. There's a lot of ska bands again. Like I, I feel like it's a it's a time to bring that out. It's like, no, I, I have some history in that. Yeah. But uh oh, yeah, man. so so did that were the one that band, were you two the only ones from that that went into like did that morph into Hidden in Plain View, or is it just you were both kind of in that and then went on went on to Hidden in Plain View? Because I know sometimes you have those bands where it's like we started as this and we morphed into it. Was that the was that the thing with Hidden in Plain View or no? That these are like two separate bands. I think yeah, with, not... a, with with a lot of sorry to cut you off, Joe, but I think with a lot You're of good. high school bands, like you've run to the every band runs into that right now. It's time to go to college, and is the band going to be a band anymore? And with eight of, eight over par, the ska band, um, we had eight <laughs> members, maybe maybe not nine. Um, <laughs> uh, that band kind of dissolved once, once, once the once college hit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I knew for myself, I still wanted to play music. So I ended up joining another band for about a year. And then same situation, that band broke up because of college. And oddly enough, at our last show, um, before the hiatus of, you know, going away to school and figure things out, um, I met Derek Riley, who was our original drummer. And he's like, yeah, I'm jamming with these guys. We're looking for a guitar player slash singer. And so I went down and auditioned. And I was like, these guys are really cool. It's like, you know, it was, wasn't was ska anymore. It was more punk. Um, and <clears throat> the first thing I thought of was Joe. Cause like, he would be a great fit for this group. Um, because I, although I sing, I never saw myself as being a lead singer. Um, so, yeah, that's how that kind of morphed, you know? If that makes sense? No, that totally that totally makes sense from there. And uh, I mean, it may I I've always liked the dynamic in the band too because I feel like like Rob for you like I don't I don't know how you would cap like backing vocals or what you would say, but I like it because your presence I feel like in hidden in plain view you do more than just backing vocals, but also yeah I wouldn't even I don't know if you call it co leads or what, but like it, it works in a way that some bands I don't know it's a nice level that I don't think every band has when they have like two vocalists because it's almost. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I feel like when I'm listening, even on the new songs, it works very well. I mean, both of you, both of you uh, sing on those and both sound like amazing. The other thing, too, I mean, I was I was wondering, because one of the things that I noticed, like vocal wise, both of your vocals like are they're always like so great, like never miss a beat. You're back at it. And I mean, you know, obviously the band kind of takes breaks at times Are either of you really singing much. Like throughout the years when you're not doing hidden in plain view, because both of your voices like really like hold up like amazingly. Like they sound they sound the same like they did like say 15 years ago. Like I feel like same vocals like you hear like on you know like Life and Dreaming. I mean, do you do you sing much in between, or is it at this point you just sing and do hidden plain view stuff? I I mean I I am always singing. Um, I I don't want to like sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I think I got better as I got older. I just um. I mean, I'm the kind of person that just always sings. I'm in the car, like on the way to work, on the way home to work. I, I have a, a playlist I'm singing along to. And I think because I do stuff like that or I'm always learning new things, new tricks, uh, you know, different head voices or different like falsetto voices or just different things I'm trying. And um, so I think I keep the, the strength in there, but I'm also just try, like being influenced differently. So I am always singing. It's. I think that's why Bob thought of me too as as a singer for Hidden and Plain View back in 2000, 2001, because um, it wasn't like I was the singer in, in the ska band. I wasn't really the singer. I uh, You kind of were, but though, I was towards, always... towards the end. Yeah, towards the end. I did yeah. take some of that. But uh, when, we went, when we went from eight members down to six members, <laughs> yeah, we had a, you know, the, Joe was the trumpet player, so he had to step up a, a singing game. <laughs> Did you but guys do any touring like when you were in eight piece? Because that has to be insane to tour with that no, many. People. No, no, no. It was, okay. No, we didn't. We take like seven cars to a show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Joe. I know I cut you off for that pressing no, question. No, it's I was gonna go on your point for um about our our like dual vocals. I think that one of the, the wonderful things about Rob and I's vocals is that you know, sometimes you can't tell who's singing. Um sometimes it's yeah, we get that a lot. On, on record you can't um so I, we've always sang together and when we sing together harmonies match just really nice and you know when we we trade off those things happen real nice and then you know 
sometimes bands I think with just one singer will will record these songs where they're actually training off with themselves in the studio. And then how do you do that live? Um, you know, where, where Rob and I've never really had that problem. And sometimes actually uh, live, he'll sing a part that I sing on the record and on the record. And vice versa. All, yeah. yeah. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a really part. Tell. might be a part where like I have to, a guitar part that just doesn't really, you know, lean um, to being able to sing over, you know? Um, so he'll take those parts. But really, if 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 I'm not mistaken, Joe, we kind of learned to sing together. Yeah, you know, in so, your truck. Yeah, pretty much. Like you know, we like <laughs> we never learned like how to, you know, we maybe took a couple lessons, but that was more for like vocal stamina versus like how to take care of your voice versus like learning how to sing. Um, so I think that's that's kind of was kind of cool about our band, which definitely when we, when we are singing together, our voices kind of make one sound sometimes, you know which is cool. Oh, I love it. I mean, they're really like, again, and I don't, I, I feel like you both explained it better than I could, but there is a difference. There's bands who have the, have the tool, the two singers, the dual vocals and stuff, but hidden plain views always done it differently. Like, I don't know. There's just, and kind of like you said though, too, there is this thing where you're listening and I don't know that right away you tell like when the vocals get changed up or like, you know, it goes from Joe and then maybe Rob, you coming in the next verse in a good way. Like it's seamless. It's not a thing where like right away, like, it just pops like you hear it. It takes like you go, oh yeah, like now Rob's going. Like it, you really, yeah. too, you are woven really well. Which I mean, if you learn to sing together, the band's been going so long now too that it's like it makes total sense. This band's tailored for your vocals, basically. I mean, if this is kind of <laughs> how you're learning together, there's no better place to you know kind of apply that. So let's talk. You know, like like with that everything. Let's talk. Uh, I want to get into these new songs because they really are like they are. I, I I think I told maybe you Joe, but like. You guys just pick up. You get, you can disappear. You cannot put anything out for a while. Come back, and it's like you didn't miss a beat. It's uh, I mean, it was the same thing with the Animal EP. I know last time you were on, we talked about that, and I was telling you how great that was to just – I mean, you guys picked up again. And uh, same with these new ones. And I wanted to ask, I mean, like, Joe, last time you were on, we were talking that at that time you guys did have some new music. You weren't sure what you were doing with it and stuff. Were these those songs or these from those sessions that we talked about a few years ago? Yeah, well, you have a good memory. They were. They were. And, you know, it was funny because you said the last time we talked, it was like right before, you know, the world shifted. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we had, you know, part of the reason why they got derailed was just, you know, because of everything got derailed in 2020, you know, early 2020. So, um, so yeah, so finally, you know, we just couldn't delay on it anymore. Uh, so rather than wait around for like the, you know, the perfect situation, we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, let's just do this. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just release some songs. So that's where we're at. Yeah. When did the initial decision, like, now's the time for it? Like, how far back were you like, all right, we should, now is probably the time for the songs. Because I did, and the other thing too, like when we were talking, I remember that because you you had these songs and I know, I, I think at the time you're kind of like, you know, we want to put them out, but we want to kind of be able to do something with it too, which obvious it was hard to kind of do anything with it after we talked. So I was kind of thinking, even after we did that interview, I'm like, they'll probably sit on those for a while just because, again, if you want to do stuff with them or you want to, you know, you're playing Furnace Fest later, like, you know, just have something to do. I was like, yeah, they're probably waiting. So, I mean, like, how far back was it like, okay, we're going to release these now? Like, it, you know, the last one got released. What The uh, first single got released last month, and then Wildfire came out, what, like a week ago, I think, at this yeah. point? So, like, when did you finally decide those were coming out, like, now? When was it? Um, 
probably I don't know, probably around the, the new year, I guess, maybe, right? Yeah. We started kind of getting things put in motion. Um like if everyone else, to... once we started to realize that like, you know, live music is a real thing again. Cause that's that's kind of what we are at this point. You know, we do it for that. Um and so it didn't make sense to release songs when when you when you couldn't pair some shows up to them, you know. No, it makes sense because I remember Joe. I think that's kind of what you were saying when we were talking. It's like you know we want to release music, we want to release these and be able to tour with them or play them live or do something. So yeah, you know. for us it's just like we're we've like you said we take these breaks or or we uh, really it's not like we're taking breaks. Really, we just kind of get together and do stuff when we get this urge to to do to have it be fun you know it's like we're in this stage of our careers now where um we do it because we want to do it and then you know we've got our lives and, and other things happen but uh when these opportunities arise it's just like you know yeah i could go back to hidden and play view and have some fun playing in the band again for sure and that's kind of that's kind of how the conversation brings up you know picks up we all agree and then we want to do it you know I was, I was or even like with the new songs too like i never sit down to be like it's time to write another hidden in plain view song you know, right. it's like it hits me and all of a sudden I'm at my studio and it's after hours and I'm sending off a voice memo to Joe with a, a, a song. I have a song. Cool. Let's record it. You know, it's not like we're planning, a, you know, back in the day, be like, all right, it's time to make an album. Let's let's sit down for a month and write songs. That doesn't really happen anymore. You know? Yeah. So so it's it seems to be kind of around whenever that inspiration strikes, then it gets us together and then we're rehearsing and. You know, was it was it you, Rob, then who kind of got the ball rolling on these two new songs? I mean, were you the one who initially had the idea to like let, let's write some new songs for the you know these these ones we're now hearing? Uh, kind of. Um, Temper was was a song that came together. I want to say it was like the rehearsals. What shows were we doing at the time? Um, some of these some of these songs they date back like they're not like they oh, were really? written, like, written a year ago now i mean because like at one point like they were probably written two years before we're ready to release it but then the pandemic hits and then that's now that's four years right yeah um yeah. so that song kind of came together with by jamming getting ready to rehearse for some shows we were doing i'm not really sure which ones to be honest um because like Joe said, it's not like we're a full-time band. It's more like when the when when it lines up right, we, we, we do it. We, we're not trying to force things. Well, that's and that's what I like is is the not forcing of things. I think a lot of bands I notice have this like second act in their career where a lot of times they start putting out some of the best stuff they've done and you realize pressure's off. They're not doing a two. It's not a two-year cycle. We got to put out another record. We got to go on tour. We got to do this or that. It's like, I just kind of do this when we want to, or like when we have inspiration and it seems like bands are putting out better stuff that way. Like I would rather you put something out every now and then than go, Oh my God, it's been, you know, it's been however many years since the animal EP, we need to do something. I, I think as a fan, I would much rather you just inspiration strikes and there, you know, and there you go time for, you know, time for new hidden in plain view. Do you, right. do you like, like it sounds like, and I think you just said it, like you'll just kind of get those randomly then. You'll just kind of be working on music and every now, now and then you'll kind of get something that goes, this will probably work for Hidden in Plain View. Yeah, I guess, you know, the thing with, with, with the Hidden in Plain View songs is like, 
we're not going to go put out like a reggae album, you know, like, like <laughs> it's got to say like, so when a riff comes, when a riff comes out of, you know, comes to me or something and like, I'm like, that feels like hidden in plain view. Then we, you know, we is go with that. Instant? Is it pretty instant then that you can go, Oh yeah, this is probably a hidden in plain view thing. I think so. I'm not sure what, what exactly it is, but I know if I'm writing a song, cause I've released solo music now and then I know when it's, a band song or it's a solo song before right. it even you know before before it's halfway written right um sometimes um there'll be an idea that kind of crosses over hmm. but but very rarely well now i want to kind of ask going off of that rob i mean i know you do like production and stuff too during like the first run of the band were you doing were you like recording and producing other bands or did that come afterwards no, pretty immediately. I was doing every break <clears throat> tour I was able to record. My parents were cool enough to let me build a studio in the basement, which was our rehearsal space sometimes and where we demoed countless songs. We always demoed, yeah. Some of those I mean, demos. I mean, the first version of 20 Below is my parents' basement. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask with that because the way the way you're talking about it, we're like, you know, you, you have an idea – and you can start figuring out like it's a hidden play view, uh, you know, song pretty fast. So I noticed when I talk to like music producers, a lot of times you start getting that part of your brain where you can hear a song written before it's written. I mean, is that kind of what can you hear hidden in plain like parts for songs and stuff like that before they're written? I think you just kind of said it a second ago. And that's why I was like asking that, because I'm like, I feel like that's kind of a music producer thing to be like that. We're going maybe you have that riff, but like, my God, the whole damn song is being written in your head. Like, as it's going, like, before you even get with the rest of the band. I mean, are you doing that at all? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, from, like, from, like, the first initial input, I'm, like, I got to hear what's going to happen around it, you know? And then it's just a matter of, like, I forget who, who said it once. I think it might have been, doesn't matter. But I know where it's got to go, and now I just got to figure out how to get there, you know? Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. What, yeah. what got yeah. you into that side of like, I'm always interested in that, in the recording and producing and stuff. Like what, what piqued your interest on that side of music? If I'm being honest, that that's what I want, wanted to do from day one. Like, Oh I, really? Yeah. I mean, being in a band was kind of a bonus, right? Um, I've always wanted to do music production. Like, I don't, oh, I don't, nice. I don't, and I don't know, really know why I just was really fascinated by it. On the other side, it's always interesting with that because some people, it seems like they pick it up later on. Like it is a thing where the band breaks up and then I kind of get into it or like, you know, I kind of was watching the producers we worked with a little. That's a, it's kind of interesting. You come from it that way. Have you all, I mean, he's, he's being modest, Anthony. He's, I mean, if we go all the way back to the eight over par like days, it was an eight track cassette player that I remember we would like set up and do funny demos on like, um, if we're, so we're going back to like 14, 15 years old, that's where Damn. he started. And then, yeah, I mean, some of my favorite memories for hidden were, you know, he would, I like picture it real well in his parents' basement. Like it was after the band had already kind of recorded their rhythm tracks and it was just Rob and I, and, um, it was late maybe. And we were, he had his microphone right next to him at the, you know, at the control board. And I would be over by my microphone and he would just tell me, like, dude, sing this part, sing this part. I got an idea, and I got an idea. And he'll sing his part. And, like, my favorite thing was, like, he would bounce it down. you make a mix, bounce it down, give me, a, a, a like, a burnt copy on a CD, and I would listen to it all the way home. Like, 
Um, like those were our demos, you know, and those those what were became hidden in plain view. So some of those songs were were life and dreaming songs. Um, oh, really? Even yeah. Wow, those go way back. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That is that is really crazy. Um, like for for you then, Rob. I mean, have you basically had a hand then in the behind like the recording and production side of like all hidden in plain view releases? I I didn't realize you'd been doing it that long. I mean, have you just all releases? You've done some of the behind the scenes stuff um yes and no i mean i was definitely always the guy that was the most annoying guy in the studio asking <laughs> asking the producer a million questions <laughs> um to the, to the point where they probably be like you got to leave the room um but i mean for example chris badami produced our first ep um our first ep and then our first self-titled ep and he was a teacher of mine like he oh, taught really? at the county's college um and i interned for him for you know many months um so that's one example of like did you know was i recording it no but like i was learning while i was there and definitely i would say more hands-on than most people right um but i don't know but there's also like it's it's a language right recording is has its own little lingo to it so because i'm you know versed in that stuff I might've been the translator sometimes when it came to like a guitar tone we're looking for, or like, you know, a mix, you know, I was the guy that would go into the studio and, and do the the mix recalls, not some, this great mixer at, you know, at that age, but because I could communicate what we wanted. You're like the bridge in between like the musicians and the producer side of it. Yeah. The really, the really, the really annoying guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but still but seriously like he would come up with some ideas i remember like he'd come up with some ideas and the producer might look at him like what really we don't we just don't do that and Bob, i mean that's 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 garden statement is yeah the end of that song was the producer's like yeah. i don't know what you're doing here man i'm like no i got an idea i swear i do like <laughs> bear with me it's gonna come together i swear yeah I'm I'm happy he waited and listened. I'm at one of one of the best <laughs> songs. In his defense, though, like the you know, Garden Statement has two parts, right? It has the whole big ending at the end. Yeah. In the producer's defense, like I didn't quite have the lyrics re- written yet, but I'm like, they're going to be there, I promise. So in his mind, he's like, you're playing two chords for the last four minutes of the song. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but there's going to be great lyrics, I promise. <laughs> oh that's it kind of goes back to that like in your head you can hear like in your head you know this is gonna be great it's not there yet but you know it's great and it, it's and it, it was like and i had lyrics and not to get off, off off subject but like we when we recorded that album we lived what joe about three miles from the studio yeah 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 so we could choose to walk to the studio or or drive and one morning i decided to walk and it just hit me like as it does often with lyrics is like it's when you're doing the mun- the mundane stuff right if you're folding laundry or you're on a drive or you're in the shower that's when those kind of ideas come out and i i walked to the studio and was so stoked so i'm like i have it and it's a it's a yeah. two part vocal you know um and later that night i was like jim i i have i have the part and so he sent me in to show him it and i did it's basically it's a, it's a traded vocal. Um, if I would have done it differently, I would have traded with Joe on this part. But there's also a secondary vocal on top of that, whatever. Um, but I did the the A and B lines. You know, I did the the 
the every other line, the first take. But I, uh, so I did the every other line first and everyone seemed pretty stoked. And I was like, all right, take two, give me another track. And I did the alternate lines and I was in the zone, but then Jim was like flipping out and he's like, that's it. And, um, it literally is one. It's well, it's two takes technically, but never. It's like yeah, that's what it was. And he was like, Jim was very big on having those moments that are like, you can't, you can't fix that. You know, you can't. You you kind of captured lightning in the bottle there, right? The fifth take's not going to have the magic that first one did. You can't no. do probably and five. At, and, and at that point, it was probably close to midnight at the studio, and everyone's kind of burnt out. You know. Um and it was a pretty cool moment, right? I mean, that's, that's so neat. That's, I mean, that, there's there's actually I probably even shouldn't say this, but like I say a wrong word in that part. Really? Yes. Oh <laughs> and he God. and he wouldn't let me fix it because it was like, no, it's fine, leave it. <laughs> Dude, I know that has eaten you up like for <laughs> for eighteen years now. Am I right? Like, does that still bug you? Is that? I mean, I sing the right word live. Put it that way. <laughs> That's one of those things. No one but you, like no one else, would know that. No one would notice. I even even you telling me that now, I probably wouldn't hear if I listened to it. But you know it. Oh, I and know it. The bummer of it. I, it. It's one of those things. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> Did, is it in the? Wait, is it in the lyrics of the album art? Correct. I don't even know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Shouldn't ask that anything. Better left not knowing. <laughs> oh, I love I love hearing about the uh, and I mean like I never realized I guess that role, Rob. I mean again I know you you produce and record and stuff, but I mean how much of a bridge you kind of are in between that and kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff, including on the uh, on the older things. Like I knew I knew you worked on these songs, right? Because these the new songs were recorded at your studio, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. And then yeah, so you guys. Now, did everyone go in and kind of, because again, I think you're all kind of scattered around. So I don't know. Was it like, did you go in and have like a session to do these songs? Or was it kind of scattered? Like someone would kind of do a part, someone would kind of come in and do this, and you kind of do the songs as you had time. Like, how did these get recorded? Yeah, definitely scattered. I mean, maybe two. Um, we, we Sometimes you might be lucky to do two songs at a time, but usually it's just like one at a time and at least to start the song, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe at some point down the road, if we have more ideas floating around, we can get together and kind of nitpick together. Did that kind of, as a producer, I mean, having, cause I'm sure it gives you more time. Does that give you where you kind of find yourself messing around and tweaking things a little more? Or did you kind of leave it the way, you know what I mean? Kind of work on it and leave it because I just feel like you have time. Like you have time to think about that bass track or you have time to think about that snare tone. Yeah. You that's have the hardest part. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Well, it's, that's, that's what, that's, what's good about having a band of, of different guys where I can actually be like, what do you guys think? Cause I, I can't make this decision anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, if you leave it to, if, if it's like, it's in the nature of the producer to tinker and just, and, and, and tinker, <laughs> you know, and over and overproduce is a, is a pretty big word. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, having like the guys to kind of bounce ideas off off of is is good. And also like to your point earlier, like they're hidden in plain view songs. Like they're they're should they should be pretty simple in in terms of like we're not doing a lot of keyboards or like like yeah, there's a lot of vocals happening, 
but some songs are still back. Like Life and Dreaming was two guitar tracks almost the entire album. Like wow. there's not a lot of layers. Like there's some Those stuff here and there. Too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times like you know there'll be a chorus where it's like there's no lead guitar happening. It's just rhythm guitars. Um, yeah. So when doing these songs, I try not to get, try not to get caught up on like layering a ton of effects. And to be honest, sometimes I do, and I just take them out <laughs> later on. <laughs> Well, that kind of goes because I wanted to ask you because, I mean, just like on Life and Dreaming, the guitars sound great on the new songs, very full, very big. I mean, what was what was your rig like on on this? I mean, did you use both like, you know, guitar and amp? Did you use the same thing for both songs? Did you change it up? What what were you playing on these? Well, this is the power chord hour after hour. Uh, it is. It's <laughs> um, on this song, on these songs, if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's funny, man. Like, again, not to... to um to beat a dead horse but like i i would use the guitars i used back in the day just to oh nice yeah so like my sg primarily with say like a jcm 900 or a jmp um orange cabinet marshall cabinet with greenback speakers we're pretty simple nothing too crazy i'm I'm looking over here i think we play almost the same thing i have a jcm 900 over here with an orange cab and i have my sg over there we have like the same well not to nerd out but like the the marshals are so bright and a little bit thin but the orange cabs are so thick it's a great oh yeah it's a great i, I don't use pedals pair. i don't use pedals for the thing i just use that dirty channel and i want when i want distortion i just go to that i play I, 100 very yeah cool. i love 100%. those things. either people don't know what we're talking about or they're getting very stoked going hell yeah it's a good- <laughs> I like getting into this stuff. That's why I'm more about. I'd rather get. Like, oh, I'll, I'll talk your ear about about this stuff. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would rather. I would rather 15 people get really stoked for like 10 minutes as we like delve into that stuff because I like. I like hearing that. Same with the new songs, like including for you. You've been doing. You've been recording the band so long that we're going back to those early days. You're talking about recording on like an eight track and stuff. You know, like now you have. Look at what home recording, and I mean, you obviously have a, a nice studio and everything there, but like looking what you can do and what you're able to do and uh you know just just even with those guitars making them so big just off of that because like you were saying right you're not really layering them no really not um but yeah it's technology is insane right now you know (laughs) we spent making life and dreaming was what seven weeks or six weeks joe i kind of forget yeah i think it was six weeks weeks. including pre-production five weeks of tracking but jim worked was a freaking animal i mean we'd get there 10 a.m and he was he was never not there he was probably there for at least an hour already and we would work till 2 a.m every day yep seven days a week yeah um and then now nowadays like you know you can record a song in six hours if you got your shit written (laughs) um but yeah and a lot of that is just because of technology you know you can edit stuff i mean back then like you'd have to just waiting for the freaking tape to rewind was like you know 30 seconds between takes you're like hit hit me again hold on okay here we go right just to get punched back in right just to get punched back in right yeah and now i have guys when i'm producing i'm like all right just sing that to the click track five times Take the best one. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Are there yeah. any, I mean, I know I'm asking, it's such a like general question. There's probably millions of things, but I mean, is there, is there anything you look at now when you're like recording versus say you're recording 
that way early stuff in the beginning of Hidden in Plain View and like the the old ska band and everything that you're just like, damn, I'm so happy for like this technology, this advancement. Like there's like the one thing where you look from now to then you're like, damn, I'm happy I don't have to do that anymore or have to record in that way. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of them, but is there anything that like pops out in your head where you're like, damn, I'm just happy we're not doing it the way we did it like 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy it's free now. <laughs> right, Joe? Yeah, it's free for me. I kind of I mean, no, I mean, time. No, it's uh, the tape rewinding is a huge one. I, it, oh, I it, imagine. It's so hard to answer that question, man. I mean, there was no comping takes back then. And if there was, it was splicing tape, which we never did with this band. But I worked on sessions where, where you did. So I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of There's things. A- Mostly it's, it's just it's just the fact that like things can just move so much quicker now, you know? Oh, that seems very much. I mean, just even just being able to like you can record just one song and get it out there if you want you know you can you can it's just so much easier to get it done and it's amazed it's amazing what people can get done in even like a home recording setting or something like sometimes you talk to people and go wow that thing sounds amazing where was it recorded it's like my bedroom oh yeah it's it's insane Mm -hmm. it's absolutely crazy joe have you i mean have you done any recording or production have you done anything on that side before no way no nothing at all (laughs) <laughs> any no. any interest or you're not you're not doing that you're staying away from that side yeah no i don't it just doesn't I, it's not it's not my learning style i mean even like trying to set up the board for like a practice if i if i used to have to I'm like bob which one does this go in like, <laughs> where, like where does this go that's <laughs> all right he'll, like yeah because he's setting up the monitors and he's putting it in the pa and I'm just like and i can set up a pa system and, and run a pa system but that's about it that's that's where i stop where it stops <laughs> it's not rob in the band rob obviously you know he's better you off know. Yeah. yeah it's okay god i remember the first time i think the first time i picked up a, a chord at his studio and started wrapping it up he's like no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not how you do it <laughs> just, this is not your electrical cord for your weed whacker <laughs> yeah i've been taught a couple times the right way to do it and i i never do it the correct way i'd probably get, I, might, I might i might get reprimanded as well come on Anthony. show me your cables come on let's see the cables where are they at oh, they're all over the floor <laughs> they're all over the floor probably tangled up oh boy oh. So let's, uh, you know, I want to talk a little more about about these new songs because, again, I'm, I, because not every band, like, I just want to say that, like, not every band can get back together and just kind of, you know, like, hey, we got some new songs. Well, that's great. They're not always amazing. You, you every, anytime you guys have come back together, this one, the Animal EP, like, they're just, they're solid. Like, you don't miss anything. So, I mean, I want to get, I want to talk about these songs more and let people know about them. And obviously, we'll play them after the uh, interview. But like kind of getting and I love that that like behind the scenes and kind of dissecting the songs, either of these ones, either of the singles, did they change a lot from the initial idea? Like, I mean, if we heard what the what the initial ideas for these songs were versus what we heard now, are they drastically different or they stay pretty much the same throughout the uh, writing forum? Temper's identical. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Identical. And Wildfire might have changed a little bit. Um, just structure wise, but not too much. Nothing, nothing too crazy in there. No, yeah, not, nothing too crazy. 
How about outside of, you know, we're talking about you, you know, you do all the recording and stuff like that. Obviously, both of you do Hidden in Plain View, but like outside of music, do either of you have other like creative outlets? Is there anything like other other way you kind of get your creativity out or is it all pretty much music for both of you? Yeah, for me, it's my job. Um, I do it. I do it in my job. My job takes a lot of creativity to be good at it. Um, it's a science, but I think it, you don't think you're good at it unless you're creative. So so that's that's the lame answer. But no, I don't really. Yeah, no, you, really you, I would say your beer is definitely a creative outlet. Yeah, that's true. But that's kind of. You know. Oh, I forgot you do that. That is a creative. Yeah. That is a creative outlet. That is very much a creative outlet. I would say. It's a hobby, but yeah, it's creative. Again, it's a, it's a science mixed with some art, right? So you can you can do it if you follow all the rules, but um, you know, it's not special unless you, you know, give it some creativity. Yeah, put some soul or something into it. You yeah, gotta, gotta, like personality or something. Right. How about how about you, Rob? I mean, it seems like music probably takes up most of your time. But do you have any other uh, like creative outlets outside of music? Um, probably woodworking would be like the one. Oh, really? So I do a lot of like furniture building and that kind of stuff. Um, which is awesome. <laughs> That's how he's, I, real, he's good at it. Really? It's just it's just for me. It's like because like you said, I'm working on music. That's my day job. So it's kind of hard. Like, what's it's the it's the downfall of the job is that when like when I punch out, so to speak, which you never do. Um, I need quiet. <laughs> You're not going home and playing more guitar. You're not sitting down and like playing more music once you've no, done. And I and I hate myself for it. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame you though when you're doing because you're doing all of again, you're in the band, but you're also recording other bands and producing other bands and do it like at some point when your whole life revolves around it, I think you do need to do find something like woodworking. How long how long have you been doing that? Like when did you get into that? How did that all kind of come about? You found out that you like doing that. I always kind of dab my dad's a great carpenter. Uh, my grandfather was as well. So I always kind of it was always I was always around it. Um but oddly enough, when I built this last studio, um, you know, when you're bu- building a studio, I had to build more this time than I had planned on. Um, so that kind of got me initially into like, you know, power tools and that kind of stuff. But oddly enough, like the the building I'm in now for this studio was, was we bought the house from a, a carpenter who built furniture and the, this was his wood shop. Oh, so nice. I essentially took over his wood shop and made it my studio um and he left me a bunch of tools that he just didn't take with him so that's kind of where um i got i kind of got the the bug at so to speak at that point um but yeah i guess maybe five years ago i would say nice that that's a nice uh start for you to have to have that right there that's not a uh and that's that's the irony is like now i I really want to build a wood shop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now you, got, you, know you have one you got to build one now yeah i've like taken over my basement of the house but i really want to build like another another barn on the property that's just for woodworking which is dude kind i mean to tell funny. you man i need a vanity for the bathroom just so you know we'll so talk like, afterwards all right appreciate that you go, man. this guy can build you a vanity and he can produce your songs what else yeah. what else do you want that is that is, great. That is amazing so let's. It's a, it's, you know, it's a good hobby, though. No, it seems. I mean, it, I. It seems like a big overtaking. Like I would be intimidated by it, but I feel like it'd be very rewarding once you got into it. Once you like really started building, it's like, oh my god, I built that. This would be quite great. It's like finishing a song or something, and you, you know, you get out there. It's like, 
I made that album. I created that. Like I made made that in my own two hands. Like yeah, you know, kind of neat once you get it out. I'm sure it's kind of somewhat the same kind of gratification. I'm sure there's some difference. I'm sure there's a little similarity in the gratification from it. Yeah, it's physical. You know, that's 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 the big thing because I'm making music all the time, and a lot of times it never a maybe it never comes out. The artist either doesn't release it or they break up or I don't know what happens or they decide they're going to wait to release it. And then by the time it comes out, I kind of lost that connection to it. Um, uh, I lost that immediate connection, you know, but when you're building something, when you're done, you can pick it up. It has weight to it. Right. It's cool. Yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. So I want to, I got a, I got a couple more for you here and I did want to talk about, again, you guys are playing uh furnace fest later this year in uh, September, a uh, really nice lineup on that. Has the, uh, has the band rehearsed at all for that yet? I know it's, I mean, I know it's a little while away. Has there, has there been any rehearsing yet for that? Five days a week, every week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, I, I'm sure though you already. I mean, yeah, it's not the first time that, that you kind of go for a while and then come back. I'm sure you. I'm sure you know when you can. Uh, when you can start practicing or getting ready. Has has like any thought of set list or any, like have you gotten that far? Like thinking of what's in the set or what you're gonna do or because again, I mean, September's a while away. I don't think you're totally slacking. You do still yeah. have. Months. I think it. T- I think as it approaches and the excitement builds, then that part there's room for that part to start you know like because when we write a set to you know it's not just um an order of a bunch of songs you know we but we bunch together a couple of songs and roll through three in a row or you know take a break and um you know so it it does it's enough it's you know it's writing a show not writing a song but putting together a show and knowing how we want to look how we want it to to roll through and flow so, or if it's if, it, uh, if it's a if it's a festival versus a headlining show is very different as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I think sense. with a festival you just go out with your bangers, right? You only have thirty minutes usually to, to roll through your song. So, what's that? Six songs, maybe seven at best. You so are playing hits basically at that point. You got to kind of yeah. yeah certain things you got to hit. You yeah, don't have so much to like hit. <laughs> Walk on stage. Here's a song you haven't heard yet. You know? <laughs> it's, you it's got funny. Six more. <laughs> I have no idea actually how long our set is at Furnace Fest. I, I don't remember. So you know, I think it's like forty. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. <laughs> it's it's un- unfortunately because you know it's more like boot camp when shows come up. We're like, all right, now it's time to buckle down and get shit in in line. You know? Yeah. Has uh, I mean, I guess I'm assuming, but do, can we expect to hear these new songs in the set? You think you think these will make them into the set list? I'd like to do one if we could. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to do more, but I know he's going to say one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to do more. Some of them, so, I mean, I mean, Temper's also like, Temper, like two minutes long, so right. Temper, I mean, like song completely rips. It's a ripper. Like yeah. that would go great. I mean, it would go great live. Um, I love that song. Like Bob, you said it's what? It's two minutes long or two minutes thirty seconds long. If it's got that, two, if, it's got only two choruses in it. It just kind of like rips, and then it's time to, I think, hit restart and play it again. You know, and that's what I love about that song. That was a really good one. Has uh, I mean, when was it's? I'm sure it's been a while. Did you remember the last show you guys played? Like it's, it's had to have been a couple years, right? It was Warp Tour reunion, oh, yeah, wasn't it, Bob? Yeah. It was oh, Warp Tour. Shit. 
That was a while yeah. ago. 2019. We haven't it'll, it'll, it'll be three years this August. Or that was June, that show, I believe. Yeah. So three years next month. That's crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. And also, wow. you said the Animal EP came out seven years ago? Yep. Right? 2015? That's, yep. that's also insane. That that is crazy to me because I I discovered you guys like later on so like I kind of discovered you almost around you put Animal EP out so like I still think of like oh I just kind of discovered you a few years ago and then I look and go no really? that's not true is, at all. is that true yeah I discovered you like maybe oh, maybe 2012 2013 yeah. that's so sick that's awesome yeah, yeah I remember I remember being a little bit like uh, surprised at that too when you told me that Anthony in the first interview. I couldn't oh, believe did. it because the way you were talking about life and dreaming, we talked about life and dreaming. That was basically all we talked about. And uh, the way you were talking about it, it was like you were there for it. And so I was like, wait, what? And oh, yeah. No, I discovered that way later on. I, I, uh, yeah, you guys were long broken up by the time uh, I discovered you or anything like that. But now I feel it's funny because everyone was kind of, I discovered a lot of bands of that scene and era of that time where I feel like a lot of you were, were celebrating like 10 year anniversaries and stuff. And now okay. I'm like, damn, I've been listening to that band for 10 years now. Like, I'm listening to them like, oh, I just discovered them. Now it's like, no, that album's turned like 20. I mean, even, even Life and Dreaming, you're only a few years off. That's going to turn 20 not terribly long. That's Resolution crazy. 15 this year, if I'm not mistaken. Stop there. it, man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want me to say the other one? Because I have written here that Operation Cutthroat turns 20 this year. <laughs> I've that written down as well. That's something to celebrate. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it does. Maybe that'll be. Do you think that's what's going to be? The, wait, did you, I just did, write the first say yeah. Are you just going to make that whole? Yeah, it does. He's he's yeah. It's it's a it's, you'll you'll get the joke later. That's funny. Would you say Anthony? Although I missed that. Oh, I was saying, I, I think I might have just written your uh, Furnace Fest set. I think Operation Cutthroat, front to back. Hell yeah, let's do it. Well, Anthony, what songs do you think we should play for Furnace Fest? What would you want to hear? For one, I would like both of the new songs. I don't know what one I would say. I mean, Temper is short. But I mean, you, you're going to get me. I'm going to be the guy who says play new shit. Because I would also like to hear, like, uh, all. I can't think of the names, but the three songs off Animal. All those are great. Um, even if you wanted to play, oh my God, no way out. No, way, the, the like single off of it, I'd throw no way out in there. I mean, obviously you have this, there's, there's the songs that, you know, you have to, you know, there's songs I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to recommend showing you already know to play them, but I would throw, I, I'm the guy who likes the later stuff and the things you may not normally play. Cause I'm like, you guys got that song. You can play 20 below. Then we're going to play this other song that you may, maybe not you know, not as well known or not expect to play. Do you so that's the deep cuts? I like the deep cuts. It's hard okay. for me not to play the deep cuts. Because again, cool. there's certain songs you could say where I go, you're probably going to play them anyways. If I say play this, this, or this, like, well, it's yeah. a game. That's a, good, that's a good point though. Because then, you know, then it gives you a reason to go to the show, right? Like, what are they going to play? Yeah. And I, and again, like, I, I think what I like too is it kind of matches with like, look, like you like what we were doing then, but if you missed this, like, you know, if you missed the Animal EP or something like, hey, like, this is a really killer fucking song. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you missed this. So, uh, I don't know. Th- those would be the couple I would say. The two new songs, I'd go No Way. I, I would like that whole EP, but I also get that last song's a little long on it. I could see <laughs> not 
that may not fit super well in the live set. That may, that, if you got a fast pace going, that might not be the song to throw in the set. <laughs> no way out, at least. No way out you can throw in there. I, I think that would work. But those well, you could always cut the outro out of that one. That's just the outro is what tags on the extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do a, uh, I mean, have any of those? I'm and the whole the whole reason for that long outro is just to fill up the vinyl. It really was. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it ends like I think. B-side? A, I think it's like a vinyl. Like yeah, the B sides. Like you have. It's like seven minutes. I feel like, and we're like, all right, let's fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works well when you listen to it. I think it works really well. But I also understand where I'm like, throw that in the set. I'm like, well, I don't know where you're gonna throw that in. Maybe yeah. not. But uh, it's great. It's great to see. I mean, you're playing Furnace Fest. We got new music. Um, I mean, any anything else that we should be, like, be on the lookout for for you guys? I mean, we have this now. But, uh, I mean, do you, you think you'll play any other shows this year? You think Furnace Fest is about it for now? I don't know what you want to say as well. But, I mean, should we be on the lookout for anything else this year from you guys? I think you what know, I would say is, like, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, I think um... – you know, I think my hope is with, with new songs, with new stuff, uh, sparks new excitement, brings new opportunities. And when the right one comes down, then the answer will be absolutely yes. But, and I mean, there are some ideas that have been thrown around and things. So, uh, so probably, I think. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I, I think you hit it. It's like ever since we put new music out, like the phone's been ringing off the hook. Um no, we've been getting opportunities though and offers and we're yeah. like, wow, that's you know, when you put stuff out at this stage, and I hate to say career, like you're just you're happy to get anything you get, you know. Um it's all bonus at this point. So like Joe said, if it makes sense, we're on board. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So beyond keep uh keep your ears peeled, keep keep your eyes on the uh, social media and everything. So I guess I guess that's where we can uh that's where we can go from there. I mean, where do we get the new music? Where do we find you online? Where do we where do we keep our eyes looking to make sure if more shit goes down? We TikTok. know when you move down on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, he's right. I mean, uh these look, we held out for a little while to try to get uh, a label to do this, to you know, do these new songs. And um it just nothing really nothing seemed right. Nothing really worked out or panned out. So, you know, we did we've done this all ourselves. It took us some time to put together a team of people that were gonna help us do this the right way. And so um so I guess, you know, if you wanna know what's going on with Hidden Play, you do have to go on our socials, you do have to go on our bands in town, you do have to like follow us on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram and and you know, like it there because that's that's where we're reaching our fans. That's how we're getting out to people and letting them know what's going on. So I was going to ask that too, because I know these, you know, both songs were self-released. Like, do you think going forward, it's something you would continue doing, like going down kind of the DIY route if you put out more music? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not completely DIY. It's being dist- uh, distributed by um, Vidya, which are actually by Headmitch, which is a, which is like a distro company out of New Jersey. And, you know, we have our team of people helping us do it. So it's really, I mean, it is independent, but um and it's by us, but we we have people source and we source some really good people to help us do it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I said, so to answer your question, um, so far so good. You know, like, yeah, it's kind of nice to have the freedom. It's kind of nice to own the masters. It's kind of nice to right. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, and like, and it's we're never gonna, we're never going to commit to something. We, it's, you know, a record deal is is a a two way street, and we can't we can only commit so much on our end. It would be unfair for us to be like, yeah, let's sign your record deal, and we'll give you three more songs in six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it goes back to earlier. Like I was talking about where like I I kind of like when bands get in your position now, where you do things when you want, you know, kind of when you want to do it for fun or where inspiration strikes. Because it does. If you get on the right label, it's like, well, are you going to tour off this? Are you going to release something? Like, what are you going to do to promote this? Or we need you to do this or that. You know, not every label, obviously, but like that stuff happens where it's like, if you kind of want to release it at your pace and do it as you want. I feel like I feel like the route you're going is not a bad route at all. You kind of, you know, you do it at your pace and what you want to do. Less of we got we got deadlines or we need to have this. We need you to play these festivals and these shows and you know, promote, promote this seven inch or full length or whatever you do. So mm-hmm. I don't know as a fan, I like the way you're doing it. I, I feel like it works, but uh, I appreciate that. As, as we, uh, as we close up, we're going to play these new songs. Um, did we miss anything? Anything else people should know? Any uh, closing remarks or shall we play these jams? Just check out Joe's only fans. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's, 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 that's how that's that's how we're funding the new music. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the more it goes, you might get a full album. Was that spontaneous, or did you write that? Like I almost know, said it. Really? I almost said it earlier, and then I, 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 I saw an opportunity, and I took it. You're laying awake in bed last night, looking at the ceiling. You're like, mm, I'm going to say that. Oh. I, I love it. Well, look at you got to go subscribe to his OnlyFans after you hear this song. After you hear Wildfire, I mean, I think your OnlyFans is going to blow up like Wildfire. I think, I think that's what's about. <laughs> so right now, I mean, Joe, Rob, this has been great. I love talking to you, dude. Let's play some Hidden Plain View. Very rad. We got new music, so uh, we'll play them both for you. We'll start with the newest one right now. Here is Wildfire, right here on the Power Chord Hour. <laughs>
right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast, a new one from Hidden in Plain View right there was Temper, and before that was another new one from Hidden in Plain View, Wildfire, two great new singles from the band, and I want to thank Joe and Rob so much for uh, doing that interview Really, really fun. It was uh, great to have Joe back. Great to have Rob on for the first time. And uh, those dudes are just too much fun. I hope you in, you uh, enjoyed that interview as much as uh, I enjoyed doing it because that was a really good time. I uh, I love Hidden and Plain View so much. They uh, they really do like like and and I don't know. You probably hear me. I feel like I have a decent amount of people on this show where like you know they're they're kind of like further along in their career. And like, you know, you know, they're like back to doing music and maybe they haven't done music in a while or do it like on and off. You know, I definitely have had bands like that on a good amount, you know, and I I say it when I have them on, but it also I think is because those are the specific people that I hit up. I mean, you know, if I'm hitting up guests, it's people who I'm enjoying what they're putting out and what they're currently putting out, because I got to also say, I mean, there's bands that I love that, uh, you know, if they release something that's a real stinkeroo and it's something I can't get behind, um, I'm probably not having them on the show. You know, I, I, I got to really like, I got to like what it is, not just like what you used to do. I got to, I got to like what we're, you know, talking about and everything. But, uh, you know, like I was, like I was telling Joe and Rob and like I've, uh, you know, told, told some of the artists that I've been fortunate to have on here, you know, it, it really, you're not always lucky enough to, to be able to come and go from the band and, you know, keep that stamina up where you can write songs up to par, you know, like what, what the fans would expect, what you would expect of yourself, you know, from the band, like, it really is something you have to give credit to when a band can do that. And Hidden Play and View is one of them. They can go years without playing together or writing new music and when they go to write new music, it's just, I mean, they're back at it, like firing on all cylinders, you know? And again, there's, I'm sure in your, if, if you think about it right now, it won't take long to think of a few bands, maybe more than a few, who, uh, you know, come back from a hiatus or, you know, like whatever, here's a, here's a reunion single or here's an album or an EP or whatever. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's just nothing, you know, you kind of forget about it. You don't, it's not uh, as good and again, it's like I, I think there is a stamina or whatever you want to call it where it's just like, you know, a band's not playing together, they're not writing together, you know, you're going to lose that. That's why, you know, when you're when you're playing a lot and you're getting really good and, you know, you, you continue that when the band starts, you keep getting better because you're playing more together and you're, you know, just connecting and stuff. And, you know, obviously some bands keep that connection obviously and then you know others i think it's just you know you get and and look at it it makes sense you go a long time without playing together or writing together you're gonna get a little rusty but uh yeah what i'm saying is that's not the case with hidden in plain view so really good stuff there i hope we get more from them and uh would not be uh bummed out if we got some uh, more new singles this year and maybe some uh touring from them but uh, sounds like there's some good stuff in the future. You know, I know they didn't commit to anything. You know, they didn't say anything like, hey, we definitely have this coming or that coming. But I don't know. By the sounds of it, it seems like things are good in a hidden and plain view world. And uh, maybe we'll get more sooner than later, which uh, I'm very stoked for. But uh, yeah, that's going to be the episode. Thank you so much for checking this one out. You could follow us online at Power Chord Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, what else? Find us on YouTube. If maybe you're listening to us there right now, shout out to you listening to us on YouTube. 
But uh, if not, you can find the show on YouTube. Just go search Power Chord Hour. And uh, the podcast is everywhere you find your podcast. New ones out every Monday. Next week we'll be back with another one for you. Doing the uh, I can't believe we're at the end of a, uh, another month, but we'll be doing the June 2022 rundown of the podcast. Every Friday night we got new radio shows for you on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. Those are 8 to midnight. You can tune in from anywhere in the world. Go to WRFALP.com. You will see the big listen button. From there, you can stream the station worldwide. Tune in 8 to midnight every Friday for a new one. And, uh, oh, what else? Oh, if you've not heard, we have Power Cord Hour t-shirts. I'm giving them out free, absolutely free. All you got to do is rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send me a screenshot of uh, all that info, and uh, I'll give you a a t-shirt. You can uh, send me the info if you want to DM me on uh, social media, or if you want to send it to me, powercordhour at gmail.com. Again, send me a screenshot of, uh, you know, just the rate, review, and uh, I'll send you a t-shirt. So, yeah, I I feel like that's a fair enough trade-off. I don't even make you pay shipping, and uh, trust me, shipping is... uh, it's been a while since we've had t-shirts we've had them in the past but it's it's probably been at least a year since i shipped them out and i think uh i think it went up but that's okay i will i will still eat that shipping cost for a uh you know just for you taking like what 30 seconds and you know just leaving a review like you get a free t-shirt that's pretty rad i would say but uh, yeah, that is going to be it. Tune back in next week. We'll have the uh, June rundown for you. Cannot believe that. But uh, yeah, until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.